Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 359th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is NBA free agency signings finally, officially, beginning last night. And the activity was dizzying starting immediately at 6 p.m. Eastern time when free agency officially opened, and the Brooklyn Nets soared as the New York Knicks fell flat. Uh, Of course, the Brooklyn Nets were the big winners, signing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, while their crosstown rivals, cross-borough rivals, I should say, uh, did not sign. The free agents, those two specifically, uh, they did sign Julius Randle, but they didn't sign any of the super, super big names that basically they had promised their fans for many, many months uh, was in their future. But the only one left out there is Kawhi Leonard of the super big names, and he's as big as they get, and he has not signed yet. It appears he's going to be meeting with the L.A. teams, uh, the Clippers and the Lakers. Toronto apparently is still in the mix and, in fact, are going to get the last meeting with Kawhi. And so it's going to be fascinating to watch. So it just seems like, uh, again, the Brooklyn Nets, huge winners. Locally, here in Boston, big signing, Kemba Walker. Signed with the Celtics. Uh, It had been much rumored. All of this stuff had been rumored wildly, to say the least. Uh, Most of it tended to be true. And so fans up here in Boston are pretty excited with the signing of Kemba Walker, who in effect replaces Kyrie Irving, who again signed with the Nets. And Kemba Walker played his college basketball up here in New England at UConn. He's been in the league eight years, all with the Charlotte Hornets, where he has had an all-star career so far, but the Hornets have not been a postseason team for the most part, and Kemba is returning to the Northeast, and again, he's known for not only his great skill, his clutch shots going back to the UConn days, 
uh, where he led them to a national championship. Uh, but as a leader and as someone who doesn't get injured, uh, both, both things which have not been attached to Kyrie, at least during his time here in Boston, and uh, not to infer that Kemba is the player that Kyrie is. Kyrie is a unique talent, to put it mildly. I personally enjoyed watching his basketball magic for the last couple of years with the Celtics, and it was uh, something to behold. When he was on, he's literally unstoppable. But Kemba Walker is, uh, is a great player for the Celtics to bring in, and hopefully his leadership void will help with the bad news in Boston, which is that Al Horford has moved on, not only moved on from the Celtics, but in fact signed with one of their biggest rivals right in their own division, the Philadelphia 76ers. That one came as a bit of a surprise, although they had been rumored. They weren't rumored uh, as the top contender. And there was a flurry of activity over the weekend here in Boston saying that the Celtics were attempting to pull off uh, sign-and-trade, three-way deal, what have you, with uh, Kyrie, Kemba Walker, and somehow it all ending up with the Celtics retaining Al Horford. That did not happen, and it was a mega rumor around town. It was the talk of the town here in Boston for the last uh, last two days. But it didn't happen. So Al Horford, again, solid, solid big man underneath. Great defense, good scorer, great leader. Uh, he is moving on, so hopefully Kemba can fill that leadership void that the departure of Al Horford will leave. Probably the biggest surprise last night, the, the one that just kind of came out of nowhere, was, uh, was D'Angelo Russell uh, going to the Golden State Warriors, coming from the Nets. And the Warriors then apparently have traded Andre Iguodala, a mainstay of their championship teams. In fact, the MVP of the finals when they won their first championship uh, of this era uh, back a few years ago. So that one seemed to catch everybody off guard. Never heard that rumor kicking around anywhere. And, uh, And so DeAndre... D'Angelo Russell headed to the Warriors. Bit of a surprise on that one, but you can't predict everything, that's for sure. And uh, that just leads right back into my earlier point, which was the low light of the week, which was the New York Knicks striking out on the big names. Uh, I think they've had one playoff appearance in the past 19 or so years. Um, They've been selling the... We play in Madison Square, and to lose the two targeted free agents, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, has to really sting uh, to uh, the Brooklyn Nets, a mere 20 minutes or so over the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, to the Barclays Center where the Nets play, and it just has to be a gigantic blow to the New York Knicks, to put it mildly. Um, frankly, it just can't get any worse than that. Uh, if you, if you're a Knicks fan, uh, this is basically a new low 
Again, they did sign Julius Randle, uh, a couple others, Bobby Portis, but not the super big names. There's no reason to believe that they will, uh, you know, that they will uh, be in the Kawhi sweepstakes. We haven't heard that rumor anywhere, and there's uh, rumors everywhere, but. Uh, it's going to be interesting in the New Jersey Nets. Uh, we up here in Boston have been living off the, uh, trade of Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce at the end of their careers down to the Nets and, uh, they dug themselves a deep hole. Again, they were at the end of their hall of fame careers, Pierce and Garnett, uh, and the Celtics walked away with just, uh, what feels like a lifetime of draft picks, which they still have a few, I believe. Uh, and they've just been cashing in on a yearly basis. So good to have it finally underway. Kawhi will be the, the big news whenever that happens. And a lot of movement all around the league. Finally, my bizarre story of the week is watching the Red Sox and Yankees play the first baseball game ever in Europe. And they put on quite a show uh, over there in London with uh, a ton of home runs from both teams. The first game on Saturday was amazing, something you rarely see, if at all, in the course of a baseball season here in America. I can't ever remember it, where the Yankees scored on Saturday six runs in the top of the first, and the Red Sox matched them with six runs in the bottom of the first. So, again, just... uh, Tons of hitting, tons of home runs, and pitching was basically non-existent. So you have to wonder if somehow, some way, uh, whether it was the field, jet lag, whatever it is, somehow affected pitchers worse than it did hitters. Because it clearly didn't affect the hitters at all. They hit like they've practically never hit before. Well, the pitchers uh, uh, had all kinds of trouble throughout throughout not even making out of the first inning on Saturday so but it was quite a show it seemed to be well received the London crowds were great the weather was good fun to have baseball in the morning Sunday morning at 10 a.m. sort of like Wimbledon and the British Open uh, always good to have live real sports uh, when you wake up on a weekend morning and that was the case yesterday so now let's take our break and next up will be our weekly call-in expert A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm doing great, and thank you so much for calling in, as always. And why don't we jump right into a topic that we discussed at length next week, which, of course, was UConn departing, rumored to be departing, the American Athletic Conference, a conference which both you and I have covered and still cover, uh, so they they could go to the Big East, certainly for basketball, among other sports, uh, but not football. Well, it's it's official now. Uh, all the statements have put out, been put out. Uh, you know, got a lot of play last week after our show. Uh, UConn, Big East, uh, you know, making the announcement and, uh, you know, handshakes all around and Meantime, the American Athletic Conference sent out the following statements, which is simply, the University of Connecticut has announced its withdrawal from the American Athletic Conference. We wish UConn well. We will next address the exit procedure mandated by our conference bylaws. Our conference will continue to move forward in pursuit of its national goals in football, men's and women's basketball, and Olympic sports. So that's it for the American Athletic Conference. I have not heard anything more since then and uh so ap it's official and you know the prevailing winds seem to indicate at least from the sports media that you know most believe it's a uh a positive development certainly for uconn basketball they were a chartered member of the iconic big east 
but it certainly leaves a whole lot of question marks surrounding UConn football. And it no longer has a conference at this moment in time. Will they be independent? Will they join a conference? You know, how, how's it all going to play out? Um, we shall see, but that's where we stand at the moment. And AP, uh, your thoughts, because it's, uh, it's uh, something that, you know, we've been near and dear to, whether it's UConn or the AAC for a number of years. You lived in Connecticut. You know better than anyone. John, I, I guess the best way to analyze the situation and describe what has just taken place is it's like when your mother called you to come home for supper and you couldn't resist the sound of her voice, and so it's Mama called, and UConn came running because that's their legacy in sports is the Big East basketball. So there, there was that attraction, uh, but on the other hand, the football team – they must have some type of plan that they think will, will benefit that program as well because you can make some money and uh, with football. So I don't know what they have exactly, but it better be um, all planned because you just can't make these types of moves and then just wallow in, the, in your decision. Exactly. Uh, you know, in some ways it raises more questions. Uh, then it answers. It's just uh, it, it came across. It was a shocker, um, and we'll see what develops. Again, you know, it, it's almost like the uh, I don't know if you'd call it insult to injury for the AAC or uh, or you know a good thing for the Big East, but, you know, with Kemba Walker signing with the Celtics last evening in NBA free agency, of course, uh, the shot they were running nonstop was his legendary Big East step-back jumper to clinch the Big East tournament down there in New York City, legendary in and of itself, and propel uh, UConn to the national championship that came out of nowhere that year. And, uh, and here, here's Kemba Walker coming back to new England. Uh, so pretty coincidental to say the least, but you, you know, it certainly served as a big reminder, uh, within days of UConn rejoining the big East that they were once in the big East because that shot of Madison square garden is a, we all remember where we were type of shot. No doubt about it. Yeah, John, they've had some magical moments in the Big East, Madison Square Garden, uh, winning national championships. But, you know, their football program had their their moments as well. So I just don't know what the grand plan is. I'm sure it'll uh, be happening fairly soon uh, because it has to be a decision. And, you know, you just can't run an athletic department without somebody having some goals and objectives and trying to fit the whole program into a league that makes sense for their sports. Yeah, I, I agree. You, you can't, uh, you, you know, you can't really uh, proceed or make this kind of a move without having something in mind. It would appear it's, I don't believe it was like, uh, you know, they joined the big East and said, okay, now we'll start to figure out what we're going to do with the football program. You have to think they'd have something in mind. And, and oh, by the way, not to be lost in all of this, I focused on UConn basketball, and specifically the men's team with their three national championships. But 
let's not forget their incredible women's team, which is as much a uh, you know standard bearer for the Big East through the years as the uh, as the men's team have been, if not more so. I mean, they're the you know Gino Oriema. Uh, whatever it is, it's 10 or more national championships. I think the figure is 11, but I'm not positive. It's tough to keep track. So to say they're an iconic all-time program would be an understatement. So they're going to the Big East, too. We, we, we certainly don't want to lose sight of that um, because that is a gigantic piece of this as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, you said it perfectly. You know, They've had their moments, uh, UConn football. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl under Randy Edsel, who left, went to Maryland right after the Fiesta Bowl. Now he's back for the last couple of years. Um, he, he built it up once, so there has to be a belief that he could do it again. Obviously. You, you know, we'll just see how that all pans out. But, you know, I'm sure the American Athletic Conference is, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're moving on, first and foremost. They've shown themselves to be resilient. They have a a national reach teams in Florida, Texas, uh, you know, Cincinnati, uh, Tulsa, UCF. Um, they have a lot going for them, and they have a gigantic geographical reach, you know, Houston. Uh, so we shall see. But again, as I said last week, one of the odd coincidences to the whole thing is that, you know, the American Athletic Conference is based in Providence, Rhode Island, and UConn was the closest member, I believe. So now I guess it would be Temple um, would be the closest. But they're ba- you know, the AAC headquarters is based here in New England in the Northeast. And now I believe Temple might be the only well, I should, Navy. Navy joined is their most recent member that joined. They got Memphis as well in basketball. So They'll find somebody to fill that spot to make to make it back to twelve teams. I, I think, obviously. I think one of the teams under consideration, John. Did you read Army with the possibility in football? I did not. That's news. I thought I wow. read that somewhere. Really? I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah, I did. But I'm not positive. But uh, they're going to come up with somebody. And then the other thing has always been swirling around was they might move their headquarters from. New England to Dallas, Texas, but I don't know if that's going to happen as well. Hmm. I don't know that I've heard that either, Uh, but wow. Uh, Well, that would be a good spot to be. That's where the college football playoff is headquartered, out near Dallas. And uh, yeah, I mean, Army would be a perfect fit now that you mention it. I mean, (laughs) you know, Navy joined, uh, and I'm sure Army and Navy, they talk the same language, despite being the ultimate rivals, but I'm sure that Army would get all the information they would need to know from Navy on what it's like as a service academy to be in the AAC. I have every reason to believe it would be very good. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so we'll see. Although I think, like in basketball, I'm pretty sure they used to be in the Patriot League, Army and Navy. In fact, I'm sure of that. Um, uh, But, yeah, I, I think Army would be quite a coup. I think so, too. Uh, I know that the football team from UConn will play this season in the AAC, so they'll be leaving next year. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what's future plans, but I think Army would be a, a good selection. 
Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, Army would be great. I mean, <laughs> you talk about reach. Uh, there's no reach like Army, Navy, and Air Force as far as, uh, you know, the networks being broadcast worldwide, obviously, to all the soldiers, sailors, and airmen uh, throughout the world. Uh, I went to the Army-Navy game a few years back, and it was uh, one of the great sports events I've ever seen in my life, period, <laughs> down in Philadelphia, of course. Um, there's just simply nothing like it. So if they land Army, uh, I think that would be terrific. And, you know, I mean, just most recently, you know, uh, you know, they landed Memphis. Uh, you know, you know, you talk about big time basketball programs. You have to include Memphis, and now, uh, lo and behold, you know, their new coach Penny Hardaway, he of Orlando Magic fame, um, is their new coach, and I think he had top five, if not maybe even number one or two, top basketball recruiting class. Um, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he sure did, John. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, there's a, there's a lot to like with the basketball program. University of Houston, uh, UCF has has you know uh, made some noise. Uh, uh, you know, so there, there's again there's a there's a lot to like with AAC basketball as well. Not to mention football, which uh, UCF has just uh, University of Central Florida has had simply a magical run um undefeated seasons big bowls uh beating auburn a couple years ago in a bowl game uh, incredible you know uh respect and and image building for that school and thereby the conference so and we both know mike oresco and uh you just know that he's going to get it done and it's going to have a good outcome for them it's just He's an impressive, impressive commissioner, and again, you just know he's going to like uh, have this turn out well for the AAC. Yeah, John, he's not going to bring anyone into the league that cannot improve the brand. Right. He's just not going to grab a, a university or a college and say we, we're going to make have twelve teams in our league. So he's very thoughtful, deliberate, smart. He understands the numbers. But it's interesting that the fact that some of the schools in the AAC improved their basketball standing where Connecticut went the other direction. Correct. Yes, the men's program has uh, has come come upon some tough times, certainly for them. And, you know, so that's an issue. Of course, the women's program just continues to perk along with, at minimum, final four appearances, often national championships. But uh, you're right. The men's program is down, uh, and Danny Hurley is the coach, Bobby Hurley's brother. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that bears watching. That's a pretty big factor. But, you know, welcome with open arms into the Big East. That's for darn sure. Yeah, and maybe things will pick up. That's the, the grand plan, I'm sure, that our basketball We'll come back to life, and we'll be on the national scene again. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true. Correct. Correct. I know. You, you, you have to wonder. It's an unanswered question right now, and we shall see. But, AP, we're here at the end of our first segment. 
Uh, fascinating topic for us to discuss since we've lived it and know it so well. Uh, but anyway, why don't we take our break and a lot more to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports channel voice america presents a new kind of health awareness talk show the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water show host sharon kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world every show offers new information that could save your life the sharon kleina hour is health from an environmental perspective your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., I started the show talking about NBA free agency, which... Officially got underway at 6 p.m. last night, and, uh, you know, just amazing moves with uh, Kevin Durant, headlined by Kevin Durant and Kyrie, signing contracts with the Brooklyn Nets, and hard to believe, AP, that, you know, after many months of the Knicks saying they were going after those two specific players, uh, they come up empty while a mere 20 minutes away over the Brooklyn Bridge. The New Jersey Nets, New Jersey Nets, I, I, <laughs> Brooklyn Nets, 
I'm not the only <laughs> one making that mistake today. Trust me. No. The, no. the, the, the Brooklyn Nets wouldn't have mattered. New Jersey Nets would be almost as bad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> suddenly New, Jer- New Jersey Nets are, uh, are soaring while the Knicks fall flat. All in a span of an hour or two last night in the early evening. I mean, it's incredible. AP, my take, uh, we want to get your thoughts. That's why I'm bringing it up. But my take home is simply, you know, saying we play in Madison Square Garden doesn't cut it in today's NBA. That's for darn sure. No, you have that social media. You can build your brand playing anywhere, John. Anywhere. Madison Square Garden, it's, it's not the mecca that it used to be for these young players because my goodness, the last time the Knicks were in the play in the championship was this uh was it ninety nine possibly around there with Latrell Sprewell and some other players and they were defeated by San Antonio. I forgot the exact year. Well my memory A A P the last time I remember the Knicks in the finals off the top of my head is the night of the O J chase. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they were playing the Houston 90, Rockets when that game it was, was occurring. 94, was it ninety four or so? I think that was '94. I'm probably you're probably right. They were there since, but the, 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 that's uh, that's one one I always remember. Maybe it was a bad omen or something. But let's but let's yeah. face it, they haven't been around much for the last 20 years or so at all, as far as even being relevant. And uh, yeah, and the New Jersey Nets for excuse me, Brooklyn Nets recovering finally. They've now come full circle from their disastrous trade of basically giving away their future all their draft picks it's so it seems especially up here in boston to the celtics for you know paul pearson kevin garnett at the end of their career and uh but they i think this morning we can say they've made a full recovery obviously yeah i mean the the brooklyn nets uh let me think about that john it wasn't even close uh, you know, for them to get those players. I mean, the New York Knicks, uh, and I've always viewed the Knicks, John, as a team in the, the biggest market, one of the biggest markets, and they've overpaid for mediocre players, so every year they're, they don't have enough to be a championship-type team. Uh, they're just trying to appease the fans as much as they can, but they, they don't seem to be able to attract any superstar players, and when they do, there's always some type of issue that comes up. They'll get one player and nobody in the surrounding cast that can uh, take over the load, let's say, or be a counter down to be a, a, a second score, you know, 20 points a game. But you need in this league, you need a minimum of two, probably three players that can have uh, fantastic nights if you're going to win ball games and be in championship rounds. Yes, you need minimum two or three all-star players. That's it. Um uh, to win in today's NBA, it, it seems. And, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, and here we have, you know, maybe perhaps a similar situation playing out in uh, L.A. where it appears Kawhi Leonard, the free agent catch, especially when you factor in that Kevin Durant's not going to play next year, recovering from his Achilles. Uh, but Kawhi, apparently, he's going to talk to the Lakers and the Clippers. And if the Clippers appear to be the favorite, and if they pull this off, then suddenly you're talking about the, you know, not only the landscape of sports in general, or you know, basketball, but sports in general, where now you would have in the two major markets, L.A. and New York, 
the lesser teams uh, beating the bigger teams, the brand names, shall we say, Knicks, Lakers, and the lesser teams, Nets, Clippers, uh, beating them out for, for the biggest of the big names. So uh, that's, that's a game changer. So, you know, Kawhi Leonard yeah. has really, you know, made his mark in so many ways. Uh, you know, leading two 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 MVP and with two different teams for championships, on and on and on. I mean, he, he's turning himself into be, you know, uh, someone memorable. And boy, if he picks the Clippers, which it appears he's going to do, I mean, you have to favor the Clippers at this point, based on all we've heard. Uh, that would just be another seismic event. Uh, you, you know, one on each coast. Yeah, John, who would uh, ever thought we'd live to see, maybe in successive years, the Clippers defeat the Lakers, the Nets defeat the Knicks in the free agency market? Exactly right. That just says it all perfectly, AP. It's, uh, you know, it feels like a world turned upside down. And, you know, (laughs) there are similarities here. Let's face it. Uh, To me, the big reason... Uh, Kyrie, Durant, and other big names didn't sign with the Knicks is uh, they don't trust the front office given what's gone on there in recent years. And for the Lakers, uh, I would say that if it ends up he doesn't go to the Lakers, Kawhi, then I would say the front office situation there for the past few months would be the reason that, uh, you know, he's not going and Suddenly, you know, the, the Clippers and the uh, Nets front offices look stable compared with the Lakers and the Knicks uh, at the moment. Yeah, a lot of backbiting, backstabbing out in Los Angeles with the Lakers. Uh, when you have Magic Johnson making all these public statements, that's not a sign of unity. And, and you have to have people with the singleness of purpose. You can't have these opposing opinions coming out in the public and you're squabbling like you're in the schoolyard. It, it doesn't work well when you're trying to sign these three agents. They're uneasy as it is going to a new team. You're trying to welcome them where everybody's calm and excited. Not up, uh, There's upheaval. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's, uh, you know, it makes sense. I mean, it really does. Uh, I mean, there's... Uh, you know, obviously with the Lakers, it's been more recent, um, and magic is in the mix, apparently on the Kawhi situation. Apparently there's rules involved with whether he can or cannot talk to Kawhi magic. That is so, you know, it's all rather confusing. Let's keep in mind that Anthony Davis went to the Lakers and that, that certainly quieted the whole front office turmoil down for a bit in the same light. And I don't dispute them doing this, but they gave away a lot of their young players. So just a lot of question marks, I guess you'd say. But you do have LeBron and Anthony Davis, and that's uh, that's also a pretty darn good starting point, plus the Lakers brand. Oh, yes, that's two uh, good components. You could win a lot of ball games. Uh, of course, you need somebody in that backcourt to help you. But, I mean, if they don't get Kawhi... I still think it could be a team in contention. Um, LeBron has X amount of years remaining, and Anthony Davis is a tremendous ball player. But 
you probably need another piece or two. I would think so. And then you just get into the question of depth, um, given that they uh, traded a number of uh, their younger players to the Pelicans to get Anthony Davis. So it's fascinating to see. It really is. And uh, one that surprised me, and I think a lot of people AP, was, you know, D'Angelo Russell going to the Warriors, who have traded Andre Iguodala. D'Angelo Russell came from the Nets, and, you know, after a couple speaking to the Lakers. Uh, Rocky started out there in L.A. He went on to the Nets where he found his game and was pretty impressive this past year, as were the Nets in general. And uh, and suddenly he's with the Warriors, and, you know, it just makes you wonder. We all know Clay Thompson's out for the year with his ACL, and yet he, st- he just was offered and signed the max contract to stay with the Warriors. But, you know, it's the Splash Brothers, and now you're bringing in another guard, so... Granted, Clay's not pay- playing next year, or if he is, it's going to be late in the year and into the playoffs. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, but, you, you know, it just uh, was a bit of a surprise. That, that one came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen out there. But, you know, Golden State has a good organization, John. Correct. I mean, they're going to find the, the correct pieces for their team uh, because they're unified in their decisions and I mean, you don't see very much turmoil uh, emanating from that office. Not at all. Not at all. No, they've been the model franchise, perhaps in all of sports, this side of the Patriots, uh, over the last five years. Every move they made seemed like the correct one. And then, uh, you know, Lady Luck seemed to catch up with them in the span of a week when... uh, KD injured his Achilles and Faye Thompson injured his ACL. And all of a sudden, you know, in literally the span of a week, it came crashing down. But even then, you didn't quite count them out. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Warriors are, are you do not want to minimize uh, their impact. And, you know, uh, they'll be competitive next year. I have no doubts. You said it perfectly. They have a good organization. Um they're like the Patriots, and I fully expect them to be a major player into the postseason next year, for sure. I have no reason to believe otherwise, despite the loss of KD, the fact that Clay won't be playing at least for the first half or more of the season. But again, you know, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and now D'Angelo Russell. Uh, and I guess I, I, I'm not sure the status of Boogie Cousins, by the way. But anyway, the Splash Brothers. Uh, if they reunite before the end of the year, plus D'Angelo Russell and, of course, Draymond Green. Uh, uh, and they're playing in the new arena. So there's there's still a lot to like with the Warriors, as always. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're one of the storied franchises now, Golden State. They yes. continued with this winning, uh, big, big time winning, actually. I mean, not just making the playoffs, but at least the championship round. They win some, they lose some. Yeah, it's, it kind of mirrors the Patriots, as you said. But that's exciting for those fans. And, I mean, they were dormant for goodness gracious. It, it was decade upon decade. You know, they had their their moments, but not like now with the consistency is as good as anyone in professional sports, as you stated. Oh, yeah. And, AP, just to close out this segment, I mean, to a certain degree, they reinvented basketball, period. I mean, 
Steph Curry became the greatest shooter in the history of the planet. Uh, they were beyond entertaining, rock stars in every way, shape, and form. And I don't mean to be using past tense here. They're, they, uh, they've been a joy to watch. I think a lot of us here on the East Coast uh, spent a lot of late nights watching the Warriors. They were appointment television. And, uh, and in my mind, they will continue to be. Um, next year could be a blip in the road. But, you know, they, they have the key elements, which is Steve Kerr, the front office, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, sometime next spring, perhaps, or if not the following year, uh, and Draymond Green. They're, they're going to be fine. Uh, nobody's shedding any tears for the Golden State Warriors, that's for sure. But the, they made a lot of us, me, for sure, love basketball again in a way I hadn't loved it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I Every time they're on the TV, you're going to take a glance because it's so much fun to watch them and their style of play and the skill, high level skill players that are on their roster. I thoroughly enjoyed that type of basketball through any decade or era. I I watched them. Absolutely. Setting records, making memorable comebacks. Never say die, heart of a champion. They've shown it all over the years. Way P. We're here at the end of this segment. Still have a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. 
or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. We're America listeners. Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tomorrow's U.S. women's national team soccer versus England in the Women's World Cup at 3 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. And AP, I uh, I watched the game when they beat France last Thursday, I believe it was in Paris. Fabulous crowd. Uh, U.S. went up two nothing on two goals by Megan Rapino, and then France scored a goal, so it was two one. So it was a, a dramatic ending. U.S. held them off, but uh, I'll tell you, U.S. Women's National Team they they talk the talk and walk the walk. It's uh, pretty impressive to see. Yeah, they have a strong team, John, and I think uh, soccer's been played in this country for, oh, I guess the last 40 years or so uh, with the women. You know, it came on the scene in the 70s when Kyle Rope uh, made it popular in this, and they had Pele in the 70s come to America, and uh, some, some of those other Europeans who were on the teams that played at the old Meadowlands, and so, but women's soccer has been popular for uh, quite a while now in this country. Yeah, well, they're basically the best team of the last 20 years or so. And I say that figure because it was, you know, the 1999 women's team that really put women's soccer on the map and soccer to a degree uh, itself on the map with their fabulous uh, victory in the Rose Bowl and... Uh, of course, we all remember, uh, you know, just the fabulous uh, shots from that game. And it was just so, so memorable. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So Brandy Chastain, of course, uh, is the signature photo, one of the top sports photos of recent memory. As she celebrated uh, that victory, we all remember that, sh- that picture. And, uh, yeah, and they've been on our... You know, they've been uh, in our psyche, sports psyche, ever since. And here they are today, and they're the dominant women's soccer team. Just that simple. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that photo uh, lives forever. The, the memory, the moments, uh, a lot of people watch that game. So uh, yes. she was a person that is a legacy figure in, in the game of women's soccer. And that oh, yeah. team. Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy, I mean, just, you know, littered with uh, names that we all know. It's just that simple. That's the name of the game in sports, to become a, a household name. <laughs> and, and they became that. I, I, yeah, I don't have to think sure too did. hard to remember key players from those, those te- that team. And the same with the key players from today. It's, uh, you know, whether it's Megan Rapino or, you know, who, whoever it might be, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just uh, a juggernaut. And again, they've been, uh, they've been talking over in France, and they've been delivering, talking and dancing, but they're delivering. So uh, it's not boasting when you can back it up, uh, as Muhammad Ali used to say, right? 
That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be fun, you, you know, from having uh, Major League Baseball, Red Sox, and Yankees on at 10 in the morning yesterday to having women's soccer live from France uh, at, you know, in the middle of a weekday afternoon. It's awesome to see. So uh, tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern time, it's going to be a fun one and a great match against England. Uh, you know, highly seeded team, to say the least. So it's going to be fun. And AP, you know, we love to talk our football. It's never too early to start. Uh, you're down there in Alabama and SEC country. So uh, uh, what are you hearing down there as as – it's July first, so excitement. Uh, so football is already starting to be in the be in the air before the month ends. There'll be actual football happenings, as you can attest. Yeah, absolutely, John. Uh, Alabama, they're trying to figure out how to beat Clemson. Clemson will be number one in the preseason polls, and rightly so. They have they're talented, tremendous coaching staff. Quarterback should be the favorite to win the Heisman. Trevor Lawrence. Right. And Alabama, they're, they're trying to make their way back after the four-touchdown uh, defeat in the championship game. So they have something to prove here in Alabama with with Clemson defeating them so soundly. So there's no way that Alabama's going to be overconfident. They know that there's another program east of Alabama that can really challenge them and make them look bad. So I say there's quite an incentive for the Crimson Tide to make their way back and uh, see what they could do, get to the playoffs and see if they could face probably Clemson again in the championship game, which will be played in New Orleans. The semifinals this year will be Atlanta, Peach Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona. Okay. Good to know. Never too early to start thinking about that. And the national championship game will be down in New Orleans, correct? Yes, that's right. All right, well, that's uh, SEC country in and of itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, the way it ended last year for Alabama is something no one was used to seeing in the Nick Saban era. So, uh, yeah, so, so Nick's going to have a lot of, uh, uh, he, he a lot of motivation uh, for that team, and it's going to be great. So who are you seeing as their top contenders? Uh, you know, there's always LSU in the West, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, LSU in the West, bringing in the Penn State offensive coordinator or a coach from Penn State to change that offense. They'll continue with Joe Burrows as the quarterback he transferred from Ohio State. And then you have a team like Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher knows how to win championships. was on the Nick Saban staff at LSU. So that'll be some of the teams in the West. and In the East, you have Georgia. Excellent quarterback and coaching staff with Kirby Smart. He's still evolving as a head coach. Florida's going to challenge because Dan Mullen uh, is so good with the quarterback. And, and they'll have a, a pretty good defense probably, so the offense will continue to improve. And then Kentucky's trying to maintain, but they lose two terrific players, Benny Snell Jr. from Ohio and Josh Allen, the defensive end linebacker from New Jersey. So those are some of the teams that are in the mix in the SEC. And then nationally, you're going to have uh, Oklahoma, I feel, with Jalen Hurts, at quarterback. This, yep. That is going to be probably – maybe that's the number one intriguing story. I agree. To start the season. To start the season. Especially the way he you know, somebody, he came out and rescued the Tide to win the SEC championship against Georgia. The, the, that game won't soon be forgotten. He had his, his greatest moment was that game after he had been on the bench through most of the year. Pretty, pretty crazy and ironic. 
So yeah, I, I think it could very well be the story of the year. So yeah, there's been some good reports, and he's going to get his moments and opportunity to throw the football down the field and improve his stock to be drafted in the NFL. Which I think coming out of Alabama, I don't, I don't particularly think he was under consideration. But we're going to find out here with Lincoln Riley as the quarterback whisperer uh, from Centerland. Right, right. That's going to be fun, no doubt about it. Well, oh, AP, yeah. hard and, to believe. And, uh, but number one, football is kind of here. NFL training camps will open this month. And uh, SEC media days are coming up, correct? Yes, SEC media days through the mid-July. I think that Monday is the 14th. Uh, or okay. the the, uh, the 15th, I think it is, actually starts in Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, we'll close the show. Wonderful talking with you. Thanks, as always, for calling in with your unique perspective. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.